the women's game needs to allow be allowed to evolve into what it becomes it shouldn't be let's not try and control it let's not try and compare it because there are two different forms of the game same sport i know I, i've had this point made to me they're, they're abided by the same rules but they play it differently <laughs> My mind just goes blank when you say Oxford United. It's a very cordial conversation between two people who know that that that, that person is going through the same, probably same emotions that they would go through. Because it's less not tribal, it's individual. It's individual, yeah. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabbott. This is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. And we're here to... Keep the big issues from disappearing into the shadows, and uh, my job is to stop individuals disappearing into the shadows. My job is getting people out into nature in as many ways as I can. I write about it, I talk about it, I lead walks in nature, and uh, I'm getting a new wheelchair, and it's going to be the wow effect. Wild man on wheels. Can't come along to one of my walks and experience that. Who's the co-host? My name is William Ankler. Thanks very much for being with us. I am I'm the co-host of this podcast and I said previously in the last episode that you sometimes find me behind a microphone doing these episodes. You sometimes find me out in the countryside having a good walk and getting the fresh air in. In fact, recently I was up in North York Moors and I went on a beautiful walk from a place called Robin Hood's Bay mm. down the coast, lovely bit of coast and then up a disused railway line. Perfect. Yeah. Lovely part of the world. Lovely part of the world, yes. Anyway, you catch right. It is, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, you just brought it up. Yeah. It's a bit like Hudson. That's the most beautiful part of Oxfordshire. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have the conversations that need having, and we're here to change the narrative and broaden it out at the very least. We do. And we try and be a world scale podcast with a local feel, and we aim to challenge beliefs, mindsets, and habits. And mm. uh, we, 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 we don't talk about the countryside as much as we used to. Uh, you, you, the listener, send in listener questions, and we talk about anything from social justice, nature, philosophy, human condition, climate, and sensibility. Yes, he's got well, it. We haven't done that for a while. Why have we yeah. not listed out these things? I, that, know, I, I just thought I'd mix it up I've, a bit. Have you noticed that by the fourth recording, I've woken up a bit? Yeah. Anyway, so. The listener question today comes from Lynn in Stanton, St. John, Oxfordshire, England. Now, I must thank you personally, Lynn, to make this a relatively short question that we can fit in the description below. Well done. Yeah, welcome back, Lynn. Not patronising um, at all. Yes. It was my mum's birthday two days ago. Was it really? It was indeed, yes. Uh, so, Lynn, thank you very much. We'll go straight into the question. Stanton, St. John, not Stanton, St. John, yeah. that my mum taught me. Uh, I... Can I You're ask? Waffling again, crack on. Uh, what we'll do is we'll actually we'll do the first question, and then we'll go into the actual main body of it because there's two parts to this in a way. Okay. Can I ask when your next episodes of the Beyond Stereotypes and Indigenous Mini Sort of Voices mini series will appear? We're working on it. It's yeah. you say it all seems quiet on that front. Yes, it is quiet on that front, but uh, publicly. But uh, it's a bit like you know when a duck goes past, you can't see the yeah. feet paddling underneath. Yeah. Um, we are. We're, we're beyond stereotypes, we might be recording something in June. Yes. Um, and, but we've, we've potentially got a load of uh, potential uh, guests lined up for future episodes on that. And the same with the Indigenous Voices, um, though that they're not as progressed as the as yeah. the Beyond Stereotypes. So bear with us, Lynn. They, we, they will, they'll be out as bonus episodes outside yeah. of our normal t- Tuesday, Sunday, 10am release yeah. schedule. But or schedule, depending on where how you pronounce it. But we um we are definitely on top of it, and thanks for asking that, and thanks for bringing it up because yeah. actually it shows that, that that some some of you are listening. Yeah, exactly. Somebody so is. Somebody's the, engaged. They're not just not background noise. 
drive down the M4 on the way to Heathrow. M4? We had, yeah, we, oh, yeah. What, what, what is it? M40. M40. Yeah, don't, you don't, Headley, don't miss your junction like you did that yeah. last, that first time. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the right. wheelchair. Yeah, and, don't, and, and, and I've told you before, stop droning. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Oh. <laughs> Very easily move on from uh, that sort of waffle. Anyway. Waffle, waffle. Yeah. Uh, Lynn, Lynn's question then. So that, I just wanted to separate that bit out to start yeah. with. Um, I've got another thing for you to talk about too. I'm, this is Lynn talking, of course, Lynn is not a football soccer fan, but I did see the Women's European Championship final between England and Germany in July 2022. The crowd was far less aggressive and tribal than, a, than for a men's game. At a men's game, it seems more about singing rude songs, swilling beers and fighting. When you listen to the pitch of the sound the crowd made at the women's final, it's far higher frequency than the crowd for a men's game. Maybe because there are a lot more children and women in the crowd for this women's final. You can maybe say the theatrics, the rudeness and the testosterone fueled rhetoric of the male game is all part of it. But I feel it's a sad world if it's true. If that's fully true. The world is largely run, controlled and driven by men and the male system. Would making everything less tribal and less male dominated help solve a lot of troubles across societies? The last question you say there. Yes, probably we need a more balanced it, it, we, we look we look for balance yeah yeah you know we have had experience i won't say how we've had experience in a way of it seems that women are a lot more likely to want to work and collaborate together would yeah. you would you agree with that Stuart? yeah uh, potentially i i i do have concerns that the women's game will just by suggestion will will evolve into how the men go about things that aggressive way because I saw the other day that referees uh, on the amateur level were starting to have uh, body cams. Yes. Um, yes. Because there was a footballer, I think it played for Fulham, he, he barged into a referee and joined uh, a game to argue his point and was sent off. And the commentator said, I hope this doesn't um, give permission to the grassroots level that this is normal. And I'm thinking, is the, is the football audience that malleable, that susceptible to suggestion? I I think there's a, there's been a huge issue. I know there's been a huge issue with referees in, in the lower level game of football actually leaving it and not wanting yeah. to go back to it because there was a lot of hostility, particularly in children's football, with the parents being physically and physically and vocally abusive. Um, but one thing I would like to just to just to point out with. Um, there is a difference between the women's and the men's game. And I think that's brilliant because I think it should think be. It should be. The women's game needs to allow be allowed to evolve into what it becomes. It shouldn't be. Let's not try and control it. Let's not try and compare it because they are two different forms of the game. Same sport. I know I, I've had this point made to me. They're, they're abided by the same rules, but they play it differently. The one thing I would also point out as well, that the men's game has a, has a, a massive history to it. I mean, we're going, the FA Cup is over 150 years old, for example. Yeah. So it has a lot of things in it that are institutionalised into the game. And I think there have been efforts and are still efforts to try and get away from that. But there is a very lad culture, as you say here. It's almost like that, you know... Um, Singing rude songs, swilling beers and fighting. Now, I would say singing rude songs and swilling beers is all fine as long as it's just 
all in a bit of fun. You know, I, I've been involved. I've gone to football matches. I follow my local team, Oxford United, who sometimes play football. It sometimes breaks out every so often. Yeah. Um, I'm just preempting what Stuart might say about it. No, I wasn't thinking, my mind just goes blank when you say Oxford United. But I, you know, I've 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 followed them on the road, and I've bumped into other fans of other other teams, and I've bumped into fans of teams after the match, and after di- and after different results that Oxford has lost, have drawn, have won and all that sort of thing. And it's a very cordial conversation between two people who know that that, that, that person is going through the same, probably same emotions that they would go through. Yeah, because it's less, not situation. tribal, it's individual. It's yeah. individual, yeah. It only becomes when it, it's only becomes when it, only when it becomes more tribal. Yeah. I was just thinking of like, and I love my quotes, but there was a thing in uh, the Men in Black, the original Men in Black film, which is a really, I know it's a bit of a curveball, but the principle of that film is there's aliens living among us. And, and, and Will Smith's character said, um, why don't you just tell everybody? I think everybody will be fine with it. And the answer was, well, the thing is, you can tell one person and they'll be like, yeah, I can deal with this. But if you tell lots of people at once, there's, there's mass hysteria. So a person is clever, people are stupid. So when you get people in a group, they yeah. can act that way, and especially a group of men who are very competitive and they want to have, they want to one up each other. I think that's yeah. how it kind of escalates. I go back to the women's game. There is a higher frequency. I mentioned this. I don't know if it was doing a podcast, but I certainly had a conversation with you about this. But why, why do you think it is? Why do you think more women are going to the women's game? It's really bloody obvious in a way, well, it's isn't it's it? Women focus, but uh, to yes. me, it sounded, you know, as a sound engineer or wildlife sound recordist. It sounded uh, a lot of children's voices. It was a very, very different pitch. It sounded yes. like a, a school, uh, a massive school sports day. Yeah, because it's a lot more welcome. Women's game is a lot more welcoming. It's a lot less hostility. Yeah. Um, it's also it's also very much in its infancy still. Yeah. Um, the we are getting much larger audience at women's games. Yeah. Absolutely, is the pitch changing, or is is it attracting more women? Um, I think I think it will always attract more women than men, yeah. because the men's. I mean, it's often you know, you look at all the teams that play. These aren't standalone clubs, yeah. women's clubs. That they, they are part of a bigger club. Yeah. They are part of another club. They yeah. are a Chelsea or yeah. a Manchester United or an Oxford United have their own ladies team. Yeah. So the people that are already going to the men's game are very likely just to still go to the men's game. Purely down to time, yeah. purely down to money, yeah. etc. Mostly down to time. Um, so you're going to just attract a new audience. Okay. And that audience will, will reflect what's on the pitch. Yeah. So there's what if it's if it's a women's game, you're going to get more women on the women, yeah. women in the stands. You will get a few men. You'll get men in watching absolutely, and that proportion will go up like yeah. it has in the women in the men's game. There are a lot more women going to football than there yeah. were. But especially in the 80s, because there was a lot of hooliganism in the 70s and 80s in the UK, wasn't there? Yeah. I remember going to a football match and I, when I was a teenager. I, I still don't. I don't wear watches, wrist mm. watches. And when I was a teenager in my 20s, I used to have a pocket watch in a tin. Yep. And I remember I had a pair of trousers. I went to a football match and they, they sort of did a frisk of you. Yes. <laughs> and this, I remember this woman copper, she felt this watch in my pocket and she said, what's that? I said, uh, it's a pocket watch. Yeah, yeah. Don't you pull the other one, let's have a look. So I pulled it out and it was a pocket watch. And I just she just moved on to the next person. But I just thought it's actually quite a good way of covering up embarrassment in a way. She's just oh, moving on. She did so well. 
But uh, yeah, that, I think I, I, I was. Uh, yeah, I think it was Blackburn. I was at a Blackburn football match that day. Anyway, so I, I have. How, to... how did you end up at Blackburn? No, no, I was in Oxford. I was in oh, the away okay. end. I right, went okay. to the away end. Oxford. Yeah, because you never, you never, you never went to the home end, did you? No, no, so you could just get in the away end, and uh, I just enjoyed listening to the to the uh, reaction because in those days Oxford was sp- sponsored by Wang, Wang Computers. So you suddenly have this big loud voice saying, "Today's Wang mascot." And everybody, the whole, whole crowd just stopped there. What's he about to say? Yeah, to think that I actually had a shirt when I was quite young and yeah. just had wang on the front yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. But um, I have to say, I'm not... Uh, I can't get into women's football. Um, I don't like men's football, but I have to say I can watch it easier because men can... Bear with me with this. Men kick the ball harder. They do more with the ball... Whereas with the women's game, sometimes it's sort of they just don't have the power. So I sometimes wonder if the pitch should be made smaller. You know, Maybe. But, but what I can watch is women's cricket because they are slower and they don't bowl as fast and they do. They've got time to do incredible things with that bat. Yes. And I saw one the other day and I'm thinking, how on earth did you have time to work that out? Yes. The ball came towards her. She knelt down and just popped it over her head over the wicketkeeper said and went for four and I'm thinking how on earth did you do that yes that was good watching yeah you've never been a huge fan of football have you no but I I just can't uh, I I, I think there's definitely been the argument put out about about maybe smaller goals smaller pitches and and the argument is actually no don't do that it's just part of their game it's just part of the women's game yeah I mean I wish them well but it's just not my thing you know even if they run around the pitch waving their, their shirts you know, uh, when they score a goal and they've just got these sort of, I don't know, what do you call it, uh, cross your out bras on the show. It really doesn't interest you're me. You're thinking of the, what happened in the, in the final. That yeah. definitely happened. I, th- I found that hilarious. I thought yeah. that was brilliant. It was st- still wouldn't attract me. Anyway, so if you want to be attracted... Uh, no, that's a terrible one, that is. No, if you want to be, yeah, want to be attracted, uh, we've got uh, space for some listener questions. We're down to 47 lined up. We were up at 70 at one time. So we've got some space. So hopefully this will attract you to send your question in. And um, so 47 questions will take us up to the 17th of October 2023. So if you send in a question now, it'll be the yes. end of October, you'll be heard. How can people send an email to us? Um, by opening their email server thing. Yeah. And you type in T-H-E... I'm not going to spell it out. No. The people's countryside at gmail.com backwards. I can't remember. So it's too long. I've taken too many painkillers to even care about responding to that. Yes. Anyway, uh, on the 13th of May, though, uh, something else to attract you. We're over at Pool Shot, giving a walk and a talk. Uh, where's Pool Shot? Pool Shot is just outside the town of Devizes in Wiltshire, next to the Can Lock. Yeah. Uh, is it Cairn Hill? I think it is. Yeah, which Hill is a stag, which is which is a flight of locks. There's about I don't know how many there are. Definitely more than ten. Uh, it's definitely yeah. worth going to see that. Yeah. And you can pop in to see us do the yeah. workshop. And you can pop in to see us and do. The, do it's a fi- it, it, uh, do the talk. It's a, it's a, it's a is it a fiftieth anniversary? I think it's the fiftieth anniversary of the Pool Shop Village Hall Trust. That's right. We're yes. giving a two and a half hour family alphabet walk. Yeah, indeed. Ten thirty to one. At the end of it, there will be. Um, it's a local couple. They sell like street food, I think, pizzas and things. And, yes. Uh, they're going to be doing something. That's weather dependent as well. And then uh, in the evening, we'll be uh, giving a talk in the village hall um, about what a connection with nature is. And we're going to approach it in a very 
improvised way and it's going to evolve into a conversation it'll only be about 45 minutes long but we just want people to think about what is a connection with nature and we because we wanted to do some tiktok films about that and i, I think it's different for everybody we make it we have, we're going to have a discussion between Stuart and myself and include the include the audience in it basically yeah it's exactly. going to be a very open discussion it's, it's yeah. in a way it's going to it's going to be the audience is going to be watching us discuss and then we're going to include the audience in in yeah. that discussion yeah, so that's, that's not to. the only thing we're doing in May. No, May the twenty seventh, three weeks later. Yes, uh, we're the live incarnation of this podcast, environmental debate live and unscripted at the former Bothy Vineyard, Frilford Heath. Yeah, uh, we're going to be having guests there: Tommy Serafinsky, Richard Benwell, and Oliver O'Dell. And uh, we'll be ta- they'll be talking about food and water security around that. Have a look down in the event bright down in the description. Plenty Indeed. of room for it today because Lynn's question has been nice and short so we can fit it in. Yes. Get yourself a ticket. It's not recorded, so uh, come along to that. And uh, we will... You might or might be unlucky to get a, a uh, early bird ticket. They may have actually finished by now. I can't quite remember the closing date on that. Uh, I think it may, it may actually be the 13th of May, the early bird tickets end anyway i can't quite remember anyway so i've been stuart the wild man man but you've been you and he's been william ankler thanks very much for being with us and we look forward to seeing you in well you being along with us for the next discussion in the next episode of this podcast